wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening. To you are listening to you are listening. Then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? What's going on, guys? Zach from the Resolutions Podcast here. Welcome to episode 248. YLB podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Tuesday. I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. And the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from hiatus from last week. Uh, as you know, last Tuesday we got to do an episode of last week, this week, due to the fact that pretty much after you take over sometimes, want to have a little bit of a reset, all that good stuff, but you know what? We're back. We are back. Of course, and since it is Tuesday, you already know what time it is. It's time for a brand new episode of last week. This week, where I talk about last week's episode of NXT and get you primed and ready for what will be tonight's episode of NXT. Yes, it's a very special episode of NXT, and it is Super Tuesday. We'll get into all the particulars of what's going to be happening with that in the next segment. Before we talk about what happened last week, I gotta, you know, do that little things, pay bills, and all that good stuff. Represent the brand and all that fun things. Of course, y'all already know, but I'm gonna tell y'all again because it's worth repeating. English Hearts Day. This segment of the show is, of course, brought to you by none other than my Teespring store over on Teespring.com/stores/youngLionsPerspective. Well, Young Dash Lions Dash Perspective. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, we get a little bit of a revamp over on the Teespring side of things, and I'm looking at it right now. All the apparel, homeware, and accessories you'll ever need while you represent the YLP universe in proper YLP fashion. I got stuff for, of course, men, women, the young cubs out there, ranging from tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, pullover sweaters, stuff for the young cubs, t-shirts and all that good stuff, leggings for the ladies, you know. Looking out for y'all, fellas. Flowy tank tops for the ladies. 
tank tops for the fellas because you know it is still and forever always will be sun's out guns out season around these parts of the ylp realm of the wrestle addict radio universe and of course you know it's getting a little chilly september showing up in here in the northeast you know it gets a bit cold get yourself some hoodies and some sweatshirts i also have home where i got coffee mugs posters tapestries bam oh beach towels stickers organic tote bags i got the socks and all that but two new pieces to the ylp collection have been put on there and of course for the ladies y'all are adorable y'all cute y'all act up every now and then especially when you try to take our clothes we don't appreciate that always have always will be the hoodies the long sleeves but especially our t-shirts our v-necks that we wear to the gym so we here at ylp podcast decided to throw a little something something into the mix and i'm looking at it right now bam premium women's v-net t-shirts clean super clean comes in a range of colors about six colors if i'm not mistaken i'm looking at it right now 100 soft cotton Looking good with the YLP logo on it. You can wear it anywhere you want to. And it looks nice. Ever so nice. Of course, you know, the original black. Two different sets of two different colors. Blue. Including the dark, of course, the midnight blue and the regular blue. Purple. And, of course, if y'all like, you know, and on Wednesdays you feel like wearing pink, I got that in pink as well. Looking all types of clean. Over there, one of the few, one of the two new pieces on there as well. As, of course, we are living in quarantine times right now, and most establishments do require a face mask or covering of some sort. So we didn't, so don't think for one second we didn't forget about you, because you can go get yourself a YLP face mask. That's right. YLP face mask. We're selling them by, I don't know if we're selling them by the bundle, but hey, we're selling them. Of course, it offers full nose and mouth coverage, and not only are you taking care of that, but you're also representing the YLP brand as well and of course it is $14.99 if you go get it right now but with every single purchase one dollar from every sale of the face mask will be donated to a nonprofit to feed children in need i have two nieces and a nephew and for the most part i do know where their next meal is coming from but there's some children out there in the united states and around the world who do not know where their next meal is coming from um and we here at wrestle addict radio always do like to give back as much as we can, like we did with the Trevor Project back in June, celebrating Pride Month, and we have it going on right here. And this is not just a, a month long thing; this is just an everyday thing. Um, like I said, one dollar from every mass sold goes to a nonprofit for to feed children in need. Because, in my opinion, as an uncle of three, no child should go without a meal. Okay, that's just that's just how it is. Um, it doesn't it even affects children in school. You know, their performance kind of, you know, goes down a little bit when they do not have a meal inside in their bellies. Um, it, it really does, and the ramifications of children not being able to get their next meal really does hurt them in many different ways. So, you're not only buying the face mask to, you know, cover yourself, even though we got this coronavirus be damned situation going on, you're also helping children in need. So, head over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young lions perspective and get yourself some swanky merch and if you decide to do help some children in need 
Now, as y'all know, as of late, I've been trying out a new format for last week, this week, as I have with um, Light the Fuse as well, giving you the top five focal points you need to be focusing on going into this week and this week's episode of NXT. But we got to take it back to last week because, dare I say it, dare I, oh my God, people, y'all know I love them NXT. Y'all know this is one of the state, this is, this show is a, literally a staple of the YLB podcast. I have been talking NXT way before I became a member of Wrestle Addict Radio, and I have never, in the last, I'd say, two plus years I've been doing this podcast, have not seen a run like NXT has had. Now, we all know what happened with Karrion Cross um, last Saturday night. Suffered a separated shoulder. We do not know how long he is out for as of yet. I haven't really checked that out as of yet. But I decided to add a sixth point, which I will be talking about later on, and I'm writing that down right now. Okay, put that there. Boom, noted. But I have not seen, but in NXT, it's always next man up. It's always next opportunity. It's always, okay, what can we do now to ensure the show still goes on? But before we figure out what the case was, As I started, I think the biggest thing, of course, that we should all take away from last week's episode, Karrion Cross officially relinquished the NXT Championship. But not before he left us with a banger of a promo. Of course, y'all know Karrion Cross won the championship at NXT TakeOver 30 last Saturday night. We all found out the news, separated shoulder, we weren't sure what the MRI comes out, come to find out, it's worse than we thought, and he's going to have to go away for a while. We knew this was coming, We had I had a feeling that this was the case, and unfortunately, the truth came to be. Karrion Cross, as of last week, is no longer NXT champion. He comes out to the ring in, of course, in his uh, proper entrance as he does in what he should be celebrating a championship victory and getting ready for the next um, coming opponent or opponents that will he will battle with. He was in a full-on clean suit, looking fresh, Devonair. His lady Scarlet by his side. They go through their entire entrance, but this time around, his right arm is in a sling. Scarlet hands in the mic. He goes on to say, I told you again and again that I would become NXT champion. And I warned you that on the way there, everyone would suffer. At TakeOver 30, I kept my word when I ripped the title off of Keith's carcass like flesh from bone. Now everyone should know that when you go to war, there'll be casualties on both sides. My shoulder separated. I'm in pain, but I love it. However, I am a realist. I understand the reality of the situation. There's no way 
NXT will have me defend the title in my condition. On the path, there are obstacles. But for me, the obstacles are the path. He then takes the NXT Championship, sets it down in the ring. Scarlet sets an hourglass beside it. Let this be a warning. This changes absolutely nothing. Doomsday is coming. In the end, everyone pays the toll. God help the obstacles that will be in my path. Tick-tock. Scarlet turns over the hourglass. They walk out of the ring. Carrying crosses logos on the Titan Tron. Scarlet puts her hand on the Titan Tron. The entire logo is set ablaze. The last imagery you see before they go to a break or before they uh, go to the next segment of the show is that you see the logo ablaze in the background. The NXT Championship and the Hourglass right behind it. Counting down the days until Karrion Cross returns to come for the NXT Championship. That was an absolute great opening segment. Proper promo from Karrion Cross. I can't really say anything bad about the promo. It was perfect. And I'm a realist myself. I understand realities of situations. I understand what is going on. And the reality is, Cross has to go away for a while now. Rehab his uh, shoulder. Get it all good to go. Before he can come back in an attempt to reclaim the title. Basically now, he never lost. The imagery at the end was just magnificent. As a person who took art class in high school for three years, imagery is very important. There was just so there was so much going on with the promo and everything else that came with it. It was one of the more now, I mean, you never want to see a wrestler get injured. You never want to see anyone you know ever get injured. I never want to see my mom get injured, my dog get injured, my sister, anyone in my family, friends, all that stuff get injured. But, being a realist, you understand now the severity of the situation. They now have to take care of business. They now have to rehab and get that shoulder taken care of. So now, we still don't know how long Cross has before he can come back to NXT. I'm sure there's going to be people saying that this, this, I've seen people on YouTube saying this may be the one and only time we see Cross as NXT champion. And that may be so. Me personally, I still wouldn't want to see him come up to the main roster just yet because we haven't seen enough of carrying Cross to make that assumption. And when he comes back, God help the poor soul that holds the NXT championship when he gets back. My condolences to their sanity. A certain someone came back into the fold. 
last Wednesday. And I'm afraid I have some bad news. But in the form of good news, Wade Barrett, ladies and gentlemen, is back in the uh, confines of WWE. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I love me some Wade fucking Barrett. And from WrestleZone.com, Wade Barrett negotiating for full-time WWE return from Alex Santa Maria. After returning to the WWE fold on NXT last week, former leader of the Nexus and the Core, Wade Barrett is looking to find a long-term home behind the announce desk. According to sources speaking with PW Insider, Wade Barrett and WWE are currently negotiating for his full-time return as an announcer, presumably on NXT. He's gained experience in the world since leaving WWE in 2016, providing commentary for WCPW and the revived NWA. WWE has had interest an interest in bringing Barrett back in as an announcer throughout 2020, similar to the confirmed plans that a Nexus reunion was planned around this year's WrestleMania. In a similar manner, plans for his return were likely stalled due to the global pandemic. It's also unclear if Barrett will perform any other roles in this capacity or stick behind the desk. We've seen fellow WWE 2010 star MVP come in for a one-time appearance that's morphed into leading his own faction. With someone as talented as Barrett that arguably never got to show his full potential, anything is possible. Wade Barrett is back, ladies and gentlemen. And he's back now doing the announcing thing. I love Wade Barrett as an announcer. I would love to see him back in an NXT ring, personally, because I never believed he got his just due when he was in WWE. Um, I don't think the Nexus ever got there just due. Thanks a lot, John Cena. Appreciate you for that one, dumbass. But I digress. Wade Barrett, though, last uh, last week, on last week's episode, he absolutely was fantastic. I don't know what to do with Big Joseph, though. Get that motherfucker the fuck out of here. I love Big Joseph. He would be better suited for NXT UK. But I know with the, with the pandemic and coronavirus be damned, uh, Big Joseph ain't going to be there over in the NXT UK side of things. I would love him there, because I think him and Nigel, absolutely just, they work so well together. I think Joseph and McGinnis is your team for NXT UK. That's just me personally. But with the whole thing, well, the whole COVID thing going on, Joseph can't really be in the UK right now. So I don't really know who the fuck they're going to have for NXT UK. I know McGinnis will be on there. Absolutely. I just don't know who will accompany him as the lead commentator while to uh, be the uh, lead to Nigel McGuinness's color commentary. That is going to be a tough call, but hopefully whoever they bring in for NXT UK when they come back on the 17th of September will be a very fine choice. Um, me personally, though, in terms of the commentary team they have right now, where the fuck is Marlo? Where's Marlo? Can we get Marlo back? I need Marlo. I need Marlo. I think Marlo... Wade and Beth would work so well together. With Wade kind of being like that tweener announcer, you know, he can play both sides of the field. Tom Phillips never fit the bill. Tom Phillips is a heel commentary. Never works. He is a baby, he's babyface commentary all day. We know it. Corey Graves kissed my ass. I, I, I don't know. His commentary is weird. 
Um, him and my him and Cole, I guess they're made for each other. It works. But Wade Barrett, though, adds a different dynamic. And I've heard his commentary on WCPW many a time. Uh, I had never heard his commentary on NWA Power. That's not to say I never got into NWA Power. It's just I never was able to get around to watching NWA Power, given the fact that I watched so much programming. Um, during the week that trying to get to NWA Power anytime during the week is kind of won't, won't fail. So, um, yeah. So, I love it. I love Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett absolutely nailed it. And I'm just, I was just very pleased with how he, how well he worked with Vic and how well he worked with Beth. Now, I, I believe Beth now is uh, recording from home. So, I'm not exactly sure how that works out, but I know Vic and Wade were at the booth. And Beth, I believe, was at home doing commentary or somewhere else doing commentary. I'm not sure how that worked, but honestly, he really just, I think he did quite well for himself. He did very well throughout the show. I wasn't, you know, miffed or pissed off by anything that he said. I was very happy. I think he did, I think he did himself a damn good service um, last night. I mean, should I say last week? Um, he did very well for himself. I was thoroughly pleased by his performance, and I can't wait to see what they have for him in the future. Hopefully, they get to sign, get him to sign a um, a contract going forward, and we will be able to see Mister Barrett full time as commentary commentary on NXT. Tommaso Ciampa. Let's talk about that man for a moment. The man made his return to NXT last week. And he brought back a very old friend with him. For those of you who know Tommaso Ciampa from the Cruiserweight Classic and the NXT version of Mr. Ciampa, I would like to introduce you to Psycho Killer Tommaso Ciampa. This particular character ruled the Indies when he was in his independent bag. Tommaso Ciampa, psycho killer Tommaso Ciampa. Oh boy. Now we've seen Ciampa be a heel. We've seen Ciampa be very devilish. We've seen Champa do unspeakable things to Johnny Gargano back when, that during their rivalry, the greatest rivalry in NXT history, and no one can tell me otherwise, and y'all can suck it. But <sighs> Psycho Killer Tommaso Champa, I don't think y'all are ready for that. I don't think you're ready for what Psycho Killer Champa is about to bring to the table. This man, and now, technically, if you think about it, I'm kind of a heel, if you haven't noticed as of yet. And as a, I guess, heel, sort sort of heel podcaster, I miss Psycho Killer Champa and what came along with it. Speaking of which, 
He had a match with Jake Atlas last week. This match did not go long at all. Probably tops three minutes. They tied up. Champa gets Atlas into the... Now, mind you, he had the Psycho Killer mask on, wore trunks instead of pants, and didn't have the whole, um, you know, cut-off muscle shirt type deal. No, 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 no. He didn't need it. Had the jacket. Love the jacket, by the way. Came out and just... just in. It was a different version of Champa we hadn't seen in quite some time. So, getting back into the matchup real quick. Referee counts. Champa lets up. Uh, hits a low stomp, chop, hits a chop in the corner, Atlas shoves him back, gets a Chopper's face, eats a headbutt for his troubles, and that was just the beginning of the end. Chopper stops a mud hole in Atlas, goes after Atlas with more aggression, referee counts, lets off at four, drags Atlas through the ropes, Willow's Bell DDT, that was it. Three minutes, stops. It's what happened after, though, which is going to be oh so delectable. So, Chamber drags Atlas out to the outside, throws him into the steel steps, into the plexiglass, back to the steps. Atlas goes up and over. The crowd is just... And the crowd is, like, simply divided. Now, one half is like, holy shit, Champa's in his bag. The other is like, no, Champa, get out of your bag. We don't need to see this. Champa stomps. Uh, he stops everything. Extra referees show up. And he pretty much might as well give him the middle finger. Hits the Psycho Neo on Atlas. Drags Atlas back into the ring. Back, drags to the ring. Puts him underneath the frame. It looks like he was going for the guillotine catapult. Thinks better of it. Backs up. He, referee's just like, okay. Chill, 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 chill. Don't, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Hey, no, no. No, well, I tell you. No, stop. Uh-uh. Psycho lie. He does it anyway. And Champa sits in the apron in that um, that just that stare, that glare, that only a really heel version of Champa can be in. You hear Drake words just out. What the hell are you thinking? What did Atlas do to deserve this? He didn't, he didn't do anything to you. They put Atlas in the stretcher. Is it? Neck brace, all that. They threw referees throwing the X up. They are immediately gesture to the neck. They get him up on the stretcher, lift him up, and start to you know put him away. Champa ain't having that. Champa grabs Atlas. Second Willow Bell DDT, and now he's full heel. Ladies and gentlemen of the YLP universe, I come to you and tell you this. If you've never, ever seen this version of Champa before, I want you to do a little bit of your research. Psycho Killer Champa is nothing to fuck with. This is... This makes heel Champa when he was facing Gargana like fucking child's play to what Champa is going to be with the Psycho Killer gimmick. This is Champa heel squared. Without question. There's no way. No way. 
that you're going to look look at me in my eyes and tell me this is the same champion we saw back in when he was in, facing Gargano. He's in his back. Uh uh-uh. uh. This going this hits different. This hits all kinds of different. I hope you're ready. Because like I said, I'm I, I I prefer a heel over a baby face. I'm kind of a heel anyway. So with seeing Champa in his bag, I hope you're ready. I really do. I really, really do. Because if you're not, this man, this man's path of destruction is only just beginning. Both title matches last week on this show ended up being quite impressive to the point where I'm sure Indy Hartwell would agree with me. And this all ties, this reports, half of this ties into what would be my last point for this particular segment of this show. And I'll talk about the ladies in, in, a, in a little bit as well. Just a, quick, a couple quick hits. Brizango, finally win Tag Team Gold. Here's a shocker for all of you that didn't notice the stat. This is Tyler Breeze's and Fandango's first ever championship in WWE. Think about that. Tyler Breeze has been in the company what? Let me see. Let's how long has Tyler Breeze been in NXT? He's been there for quite some time. Now, mind you, he's my age. And we're born 10 days apart. Ain't that something? He's 10 days older than me. Uh, let me see here. Let me see. So, he's been in WWE since 2010. Technically with Florida Championship Wrestling. Been there since 2010. Okay, uh, let me see. Uh, Florida Heavyweight Champion, FCW Florida Tag Team Championship. I guess you can call that a thing. Um, But if you're talking about just NXT forward, that was his first championship. In NXT. Or WWE period. As far as I know. Hmm. What a moment though. I even saw the tweet from uh, Austin Creed. Up, up, down, down man. Xavier Woods. And he, now, he had that little, like that's his boy. Like he and him are boys. Like, if you've seen their uh, Battle of the Brand stuff, they are boys through and through with the, you know, International Gentleperson's GM Breakfast. Which I love, by the way. And I hope they get their stuff back and uh, are able to get back uh, Battle of the Brands back to up at the speed because I love that shit every Thursday. But as far as I know, discount, taken away from Florida Championship Wrestling, this is his first champion, their first championships. Single or tag, period. Crazy, ain't it? That is some, in WWE, this is his first championship. So I'm very happy for both Brizango in a very good match against Imperium. I thought I was not expecting to 
have Imperium lose the titles. But I'll explain why with my last point. And uh, before I get into my last point. I think it'll all make sense once we get to that point. But um, I'm really happy for both of those guys. Because they have been veterans of this of this shit for quite some time. And never personally have gotten their just due. Uh, the only time I would have ever seen... Now, mind you, even when Tyler Breeze was a heel, he was supposed to get a shot at Sami Zayn when Sami Zayn held the championship, and he never got a shot with that. I don't think they ever actually booked that, as far as my knowledge goes of NXT. They never never had that match, and I would have loved to see Tyler Breeze actually beat Sami and become NXT champion, but I guess at that point it wasn't really in the cards just yet, which is perfectly fine. But I'm quite happy for both of them. Especially Tyler Breeze, who has definitely done so much um, for the company as a whole. Veteran of the game. Been doing his thing for quite some time. And, you know, hats off to him. What a match they had, too. The match was great from both sides. Bartel and Eichner did their thing. Hit their numbers and everything. It just wasn't enough. It just wasn't their night. I'm very happy for them. 100%. As far as the Cruiserweight Championship goes, this title match was also fantastic. Between Isaiah Swerve Scott and current San, uh, champion Santos Escobar, this match, man, I, oh my God. Y'all know I love me some Cruiserweights. Y'all know I'm an advocate for the Cruiserweight division. And my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with that. The title was great. This, this title match was fantastic. Had everything you would want. Interference from Legato de Fantasma. Interference by Breeze and uh, Fandango, who just won the Tag Team Championships. Which is why I think now it made sense for Breezango to become the number one contenders to to the NXT Tag Team Championships to take the titles off of uh, Imperium. And now we get the feud between Legato de Fantasma, uh, Wild and Mendoza, and um, Brizango. And with what went on in this match, towards the end of it, I think that serves for cause for Swerve to possibly get a rematch. And we knew, and I, I could already tell something was inside of that. Whatever was inside, loaded up, the headbutt came through clutch for the win after he hit the, the house call. Um, hits a maneuver in the corner that he calls up for the, that he calls the confidence boost. Goes for the uh, pin, gets the rope break. Um, Santos rolls for the outside, puts on the mask. Old school uh, El Hijo del Fantasma. But you can easily see the lump right on top of his head. Swerve comes over to grab him. Escobar hits him with the head, but knocks the man out. He takes off the mask, tucks it underneath his arms as he goes for the pin. And it was enough to get the victory. But again, this ta- this Cruiserweight Championship match, I need to see part two. I need to see a part two of this. This was so back and forth between these two. Ma- just maneuver after maneuver. These two work very well together. Hmm, excuse me. They work very, very well together. And I was thoroughly impressed by the fact that, you know, the chemistry between these two is wonderful. It felt so fluid to watch. 
it is, you know, I was on the edge of my seat, and I like seeing that. A match, a, a cruiserweight, when you give it a cruiserweight division, a cruiserweight championship match that really honestly gives you edge of your seat action, that's my kind of cruiserweight championship matchup. Now, honestly, I'm still waiting for the day we can actually open everything up and we can get Devlin back into the fold, get Kushida back into the fold, because those are two matches that Escobar needs to have. But right now, I still think he and Swerve still have some things to take care of. They still have a conversation that needs to be had. But I'm not going to lie when I said, man, these two have something going, and I can't wait to see the next chapter between Escobar and Swerve. Now, I lead with that last point to talk about this. I have the strange feeling that three members of the NXT roster may be on their way out. Now, I don't mean releasing or anything of the nature, anything like that. I believe they're going to be moving on to greener pastures, depending on what you call it. Now, in terms of Imperium, who are two of the three, I believe, and I'm not sure if that's the case, I'm not sure what's going to go on with NXT UK, but I had that strange feeling we may have seen the last of Imperium of NXT for quite some time. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if they're going to get themselves a uh, chartered plane, uh, paid for by uh, Mr. Triple H himself. I don't know how they how, they, how their checking and savings look. Uh, maybe they got to sweat the card on their pants leg and make sure that goes through. But I think for some reason, this may be the last time we see Imperium on NXT. Given the fact that NXT UK does come back on the 17th. Now, I don't know what the situation is between US and UK in terms of flights and all this shit. I think they're trying to work something out. But if that's the case, I can see, I can say, I'm not going to safely say it, but I'm going to have a strong assumption that Imperium's last night in NXT was last week. Only given because of NXT UK coming back into the fold. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. Um, But if that is the case, man, I would say not a bad way to go out. Not a bad way to go out for Imperium. The third may be a concern or maybe giving you a little eyebrow, like, what the fuck? The third person is Mia Yim. Now, we all heard the report about retribution and all this stuff, and, you know, maybe we've already got our clue in as to who may be in retribution and all this stuff, but people were speculating. Um, three women were actually a part of, uh, the latest, uh, attack from by retribution. Uh, I believe Dominic Dajakovic was one. Dio Madden was one. I forget who the third dude was, but the other three ladies, Caden Carter, Chelsea Green, and Mia Yim were names that were brought up. Why do I say Mia Yim? Well, she did have a loss against Shotzi Blackheart last week on NXT. Good match. Good little match they had. You know, but 
what kind of made me start thinking that was when Shotzi, uh, after the snap side of suplex, two count, drags me up, goes again, runs into me as full Nelson, he's a dragon suplex, Shotzi ends up in the corner, Haluva boot by uh, Mia, rolls Shotzi out, goes for the missile drop kick, Shotzi deflects it, hits a back senton, goes up top, hits her super senton, and gets the victory. What made me think this was um, the look on her face after she lost to Shotzi. Now, for the most part, this was babyface versus babyface, which is what something we rarely see in WWE and NXT as a whole. But just the look on her face, just that look. I, I, I thought she was going to go after Shotzi. I thought she was going to turn heel on Shotzi. I don't know. I just had that thought. I had that thought. It was a weird. It was weird for me to have that thought because I'm thinking, nah, they're not going to do that. Hang up, pull the trigger on her like that. But I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. If they had me a Yemen retribution. Now, how to sell me on it? That's a different story. But. If that is the case, then I wouldn't be surprised if Mia Yim may be getting called up. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just get this weird spidey sense tingle in my in my in my tummy, and maybe it's because I'm hungry. I don't know. You know, y'all know I'll throw down. I love to get a meal in it. That's the internet there. I digress, but maybe somewhere soon, sometime soon. Maybe Mia is going to be coming up too and be a part of Retribution. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just get that strange, weird feeling. Oh, my dear God. That's some big news. And we will discuss that news in the next segment. I'm sure you've heard about this, but if you haven't, I'm about to break it down for you. I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it on that note. So that's last week for episode 248 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, I'm going to bring it over to this week and discuss what's going to be going down tonight on a very rare, special Super Tuesday episode of the Black and Gold Standard, as well as talk about the breaking news that I just saw come through my phone. And it's big news. Really big news, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Nate the Effing Great. This is Mr. Fretz. And have you ever wanted to hear just some random things about wrestling, whether it's from the past, the present, or even something that's into the future? Definitely listen in to the Game Changer podcast. Every week on WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. And we are 
48YLB podcast talking about last week, this week, and now we get to talk about what's going down tonight with Super Tuesday going down on NXT. Before we get into that, let me talk to you a bit about Patreon for just a little 17 cents a day, as you know nowadays in this economy, won't get you pretty much jack nor shit for to say to say the least won't even get you a piece of bazooka joe bubblegum nor anything else but imagine if 17 cents a day could get you some exclusive access that would sound pretty good right at least i think so imagine for 17 cents a day you'd be able to be part of a group chat where you get to talk to patrons such as the main quarantine chain, Jermaine, Kavita, Slack, and the other patrons that we have in the group chat, as well as being able to talk to all the members of Wrestle Addict Radio, including myself on there from time to time, talking with the patrons there. Always good conversation, always, for the most part, talking about professional wrestling. What if, for 17 cents a day, we're able to listen to exclusive shows that you will not be able to listen to on regular Wrestle Attic Radio programming. Shows such as Love and War, hosted by Kate Murphy and Kate Ricky Rose as they discuss the trials of today. Not only as professional wrestling fans, but also as professional wrestling podcasters. They go through their daily lives, and I think it's a really solid show. It really shows just insight on what we as professional wrestling fans go through in terms of dating in 2020 and much more much time before that. Solid show, especially if you're into that sort of thing. Definitely worth a listen. Um, they do have four episodes worth of content, and I think it's a very solid show. Like I said, something to listen to. Shows like Fritz's Fade 5, where Fritz, Mr. Fritz himself, breaks down his Fade 5, insert your favorite topic here. And recently, he did his top 10, I believe it was either SummerSlam moments or SummerSlam matches of all time, according to him. Uh, it's a very good listen, uh, definitely something I would be interested in very much on a weekly basis, by the weekly basis. Good stuff. Uh, shows like the 20 Bell Salute, where Nate and friends uh, get to have conversation about a multitude of topics, movies, anything else in the realm of professional wrestling, but they do chop it up with professional wrestling. And of course... My exclusive Patreon show, The Secret Files Podcast, where you won't know what will be discussed until you hit the play button. Most recently, I did an episode about a week or so ago with a very special guest. Um, very good conversation that uh, me, myself, and the special guest had for about 90 minutes. Very good conversation, and it was very fun to talk about a certain topic that he and I, yes, he. Um, um, broke down, chopped it up, and it was a very wonderful uh, episode. I definitely recommend you guys check that out. But if that doesn't convince you, what if 17 cents a day can get you an exclusive code? Now, I know what the code is, but I can't tell you because, as of right now, you might not be a patron. exclusive code that will get you 15% off every single time you check out at any of 
of our Teespring stores, not just mine, not just the Miami Collection, as well as the King Ricky Rose Collection, the HBIC Collection, the Frontomania Collection, the Light Show Collection, and the Game Changer Collection, as well as the original Wrestle Attic Radio Collection and the Pride Collection, which we still have over on Wrestle Attic Radio Teespring. And to think, 17 cents a day couldn't get you much nowadays, could it? But if you want to head over to Wrestle, uh, no, I'm sorry, patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Addicts Radio, you can sign up right now to become a patron for 17 cents a day, equating to $5 a month. You'll get all that exclusive access. 17 cents a day can go a long way. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Addicts Radio. Consider being a patron today, as I always say, always accepted, never expected. But do consider joining right now. Let us get into what will be going down (laughs) tonight for Super Tuesday, a very rare Tuesday episode of the Black and Gold Standard. And I got this article from ProWrestlingPost.com as they preview what will be going down tonight? Written by John Cole. As quick as Doomsday started, the clock turned back and our crown champion was no more. Then the same happened with the rules of the NXT Tag Team Division. Now, with a special edition of NXT on USA coming up, fresh off one of the biggest edition of the Black and Gold brand ever, we get the subsequential Mount Rushmore of NXT all in one match coveted NXT Championship. Four men, 60 minutes. What will happen on the special Tuesday edition of the show? Let's check out what's coming up. NXT for September 1st, 2020, Super Tuesday. Last week, two of WWE's elder statesmen, Tyler Breeze and Bandango, shocked the world and won the NXT Tag Team Championships. The first titles these two men won in 10 years in the company. Breeze and Dango both have earned their way to become a top team on NXT, but they are not done fighting. During the second title match of the night, as Isaiah Scott faced Santos Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, but during the contest, the other two members of Legado del Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza, Raul Mendoza, I'm sorry, came to the ring to interrupt the already hotly contested match. But 20 minutes removed from winning their tag titles, Breeze Dango came to the ring to back up Swerve to fight off Wild and Mendoza. William Regal obviously has had enough, and now we get another rematch. But this time, it's in the streets. In a massive six-man street fight, the Galadel Fantasma faces Isaiah Scott and the NXT Tag Team Champions Rizango. The last time these six men faced one another, the trio who honors the luchadors of yesteryear pulled out a win. Will next week be a repeat of the same result, or will Rizango, now champs, use that extra momentum to help Scott swerve his way to a win. I do expect Brizango and Swerve to get the victory here. Um, makes all the sense in the world to actually have that happen. Um, given the fact that the last time it happened over, I believe it was the um, Great American Bash. Legado del Fantasma defeated Rizango and Swerve Scott. I would not be surprised to see 
the new tag champs, and Isaiah, Isaiah Swerve Scott get the victory going in after tonight. Continuing on, Karrion Cross came to the ring last Wednesday with one intention, to vacate the NXT Championship and to make sure the clock will strike midnight once again. With that, the title of the black and gold brand became up for grabs once again. And by the end of the night, we didn't get one, not two, not three, but four number one contenders in a historic match that has never been done before. After discussing with the NXT committee, GM William Regal made Super Tuesday's main event a official. A fatal four-way, 60-minute Ironman match for the NXT championship between, in Adam Cole's words, the Mount Rushmore of NXT. Johnny Gargano, an NXT Triple Crown champion who has been on the campaign to change the landscape of NXT in his own image. But after losing the North American Championship match, the Wednesday night was for sure to go back to House Gargano unhappy. Then when this news broke, Gargano officially got his chance to become the man once again in NXT. Finn Balor, a man who made it clear when he's on TV, all eyes on him. After his chance to become a Triple Crown champion went up in smoke, he made an example out of Timothy Thatcher. Now he gets a chance to once again get a chance to become the man on the NXT brand. Tommaso Ciampa, the Blackheart. For the first time in two months, the former NXT champion returned and set an example out of Jake Atlas, reminiscent of the Ciampa of old. For this match, it's a chance to gain back his Goldie, a title he never lost. Adam Cole, the man who's become synonymous with the NXT championship, the longest reigning NXT champion, finally ended his battle with Pat McAfee, and now is back to focus on the gold. In his words, it's something to win for the first time, but it's even sweeter to win it for the second. These four, are, these are four of the most decorated champions in NXT history. But to give them 60 minutes to get the most falls overall will not be easy to come out on top. Who wins? The former NXT champion who recently held the title for a year plus. The man who's never been beaten to lose the NXT championship. The second longest reigning NXT champion who also held the title for a year plus. Or the first ever NXT Triple Crown champion. This match will sure to be one for the decade. This is without a doubt. And I actually wrote this in my notes. We all thought that Keith Lee versus Adam Cole was the biggest match in NXT history. William Regal hit us all with, psych, we lied. This is without a doubt. I think in the past five, six years of NXT that has been dumb mainstream. The biggest match NXT has put on, period. The first time ever we're going to see a fatal four-way, 60-minute Iron Man match for the NXT Championship. This is your main event, 100%. And this is going to be a battle of four of the best NXT has ever had to offer. More recently, of course, Gargano, Champa, and Gold. And Balor, the second longest reigning NXT champion ever in the history of the brand. As far as who I think will win this matchup, it comes down to Champa and Balor for me. I don't see Cole winning it. I don't see Gargano winning it. I think it's between Champa and Balor. Now, both can make the case. All four of them can make the case to win the championship. All four have a solid case to make. 
In the end, though, I think Bauer is going to be the one to take it. As much as I would love to see Champa get the title back that he never lost, I think Champa is better chasing the gold than he is holding it. That's not to say when he had the gold, he wasn't a bad champion. He was great. But I think right now, Champa on the chase is a much better Champa than seeing him with the gold and defending it. Especially now that he's the psycho killer. Man, get ready. But the reason I say Balor will take this is he's been there for quite some time. Since last year. Almost a year to the day. I think it's Balor's time to hold the goal for a little while. I would love to see it. I think he deserves it after everything he's gone through. I think it would be nice to see Balor get back the gold. And Balor Champa would be a matchup I would love to see. Depending on how long Karrion Cross is out, of course. Champa Balor is a battle. Balor Gargano would be dope. Finn Balor versus Adam Cole would be a great match to revisit. Either whoever comes out champion already has three title matches lined up big time. So I wouldn't be surprised if Balor becomes the new NXT champion. When speaking of champions, there's none prouder than new NXT North American champion Damian Priest, who was met by Timothy Thatcher, who made it known he isn't a worthy champion. Will this backstage threat lead to a future match between the Bruisers? Also, at the end of NXT, two women stood tall, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. But the surprise is not how they won against Io Shirai and the former champ Rhea Ripley, but who stood tall as Raquel manhandled and pinned Ripley to win the match. Including a little help from Robert Stone Brand's Mercedes Martinez, it seems the women's division is heating up between all five of these women. Can Io Shirai keep her championship around her waist with so many women vying to become the next number one contender? We got a lot of stuff to figure out. Io Shirai has beaten Dakota Kai. So Dakota Kai, we take her out of the equation. Which leaves Raquel, Rhea, and Mercedes. Good thing Io Shirai has no shortage of contenders in the women's division. She's already gotten past Knox, gotten past Kai. Now, I can't say for sure who will be the next contender. I haven't really figured that out yet, so bear with me if, you know, I'm trying to follow the bouncing ball just a little bit longer for you guys. But it wouldn't surprise me if Rhea Ripley gets the next shot because we kind of need to revisit EO versus Rhea. We personally still haven't as far as I know, I have not seen EO versus Rhea for the title. Once you get Rhea out of the way, of course, then you have Mercedes and Raquel. Now, the money match between these two would obviously be Mercedes Martinez. But I still think the money match for EO is Candice LeRae. Right now, she's just biding her time with Tegan. Once they get past each other, then we can start focusing on somewhere down the line, Candace and EO 
going one-on-one. I think that's what the end result can and should be. Especially if you build up Candace. Have Candace get past Tegan and start her climb to the NXT Women's Championship. Also, you have Shotzi Blackheart getting a huge win over Mia Yim last week. So I would put her in the conversation as well at this very moment. But it's an interesting dynamic that you have all five of these ladies trying to get into position. Now, I can get rid of Gonzalez for now and just simply put Martinez and Ripley as the focal points going forward. Especially as we head towards TakeOver War Games in November or the TakeOver Special they're supposed to be having scheduled for October. October 4th, I believe, is the date. Please, God, let it be Halloween Havoc. So, it's going to be interesting dynamic to see what the next couple of months are going to look like for Io Shirai as she tries to maintain and retain her NXT Women's Championship going forward. I'm quite surprised. But, hey, when it comes to NXT, I don't expect anything less from the black and gold standard when it comes to the women's division. But before we get out of here, some news passed by my phone, and as I alluded to in the last segment, Brock Lesnar, according to WrestlingInc.com, is reportedly now a free agent from WWE. This is from Mark Middleton, my favorite professional wrestling writer going today. Brock Lesnar is reportedly a free agent now. Lesnar's most recent WWE contract has expired, according to PW Insider. The deal expired without the two sides agreeing on terms for a new deal. It was noted that the two sides have been working on a new contract, but they recently hit an impasse, and the negotiations have paused. Lesnar is now able to field offers from outside of WWE, if he wants, including offers from AEW, UFC, and other organizations. This is not the first time. And for some fucking reason, I didn't see an ad there. Thank you very much, you idiots. This is not the first time a WWE and WWE failed to agree on a new deal before the previous deal expired. But PW Insider notes that this would be Lesnar's longest hiatus from WWE to date during the negotiation process. As noted earlier today, WWE recently pulled all of Lesnar's merchandise. The merchandise was pulled due to the contract situation. Lesnar remains on the official WWE Raw roster as of this writing. There is no word on when a new deal might be reached or when he might return to the storylines. Lesnar then appeared on WWE TV since losing the WWE title to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 36 in April. His manager, Paul Heyman, just returned to the storylines with new WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns this past Friday night on SmackDown. And as I do that, I'm going to get rid of all my tabs. As I do as customary, lay down my laptop and get my phone on top, as I normally do. Now, do I see Brock Lesnar honestly going anywhere else? No, I don't. Brock Lesnar at this point is a part-timer. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Chill at home, sip, sipping a Miller Lite, because Bud Light isn't paid enough. Chill out in Canadian woods with his wife Sable. Lift shit. Do shit. Do whatever he wants. 
But we know Brock Lesnar's a draw. We know this. It's nothing out of the norm. Do I think they'll get the contract sorted out? Absolutely. I'm sure they'll do it in a timely manner. For sure. But I don't see Mr. Lesnar going anywhere else but the WWE. UFC, maybe. But I believe that man is in his 40s. So it may be a bit of a Randy Couture type deal. And if that's the case, so be it. AEW, I think it's out of the question. I don't think they have the money. I'm, I know Tony, Tony Khan's got deep pockets because of his dad. But you got to understand from his perspective, it's going to take a lot of money to get him away from Vince McMahon, the WWE, and bring him over to AEW. A lot, I'm sure it'll be a lot of money. And I'm sure he would want to work part-time. For sure. Any other promotion right now that I can think of is out. New Japan, out. MLW, out. ROH, out. Any promotion that's not AEW or WWE in terms of professional wrestling is out. UFC is a possibility. Possibility's there, but... I honestly don't see him leaving WWE to go over to a rival promotion. Because the possibility of him, of wanting him to be full-time is there. AEW would have to realize that it would only get him for a certain amount of time. But if the money's there, if the check looks right, and it doesn't bounce, it would surprise me to see Brock Lesnar go to a rival promotion. Do I think it'll happen? Not in the slightest. So keep that in mind. Yeah, the big news right now is Brock Lesnar is a free agent. Officially. I just don't see him going anywhere else. Marley knows that as well. And if he did, it'll probably be one of the biggest surprises of 2020. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 248 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we'll close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 249 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned, y'all. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 248 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. And the world! Thank you guys so much for taking this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly, truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, concerns, opinions about today's episode, sound off. Let your voice be heard. Leave your boy a uh, voice message over on anchor.fm slash young lions perspective and anchor.fm slash wrestle added radio. If you're going to leave it on the wrestle added radio side, make sure to put YLP in your title so that I know you're referring to me personally. If I like what you're bringing to the table, if I like what you're hearing, if I like what you're saying, I should say. I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the YLP podcast. Of course. 
If you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. The Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters. You post it on your gab, your parlor, the all the alt tech. Slide in your friends' DMs, send a text message and all that good stuff. Hit them up on Facebook Messenger if you haven't talked to them in a while and all that. All that fun happiness. You know, you never know. You can turn a you know a good friend of yours into a WrestleHeading Radio fan and a member of the YLP universe. Because in these quarantine, unprecedented times, we here at WrestleHeading Radio want to be the grandma hug, the solace that you can come home to, listen to on the ride home or on the way to work after a long, hard day, or if you're just starting your day. Because with the YLP podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and don't you dare forget the light show with Manch Chapel. We here at WrestleAddict Radio, not only the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, but we are 100% without a doubt, then, now, and forever, the alternative of the Professional Wrestling Podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the Anchor app, and that's perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings whatsoever. Everybody has their favorite app to use for their streaming podcast needs, but my friend, if you think for one second, that we're all simply just about, you know, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, but we are grateful for, uh, Voltaire Shook and the gang over there at APS, you know, pretty much, you know, handling business over there and putting us on to the APS squadron, anchor.fm slash young lines perspective, anchor.fm slash Russell radio, my friend, you are sadly mistaken, sadly mistaken, tragic, tragic, but, but, we are not just, you know, a two, tr- two three trick pony. We are, are distributed all over the place. And thanks to Anchor.fm, we make that happen. And you can find all these, all the podcasts at Wrestling Addict Radio across several different platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean. Shout out to the Podbean gang out there, always and forever. Castbox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and the Delight Show with Man Chappelle across all these different platforms. And you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, I'm active across several different social media platforms, as active as I possibly can be. We can head over to the Twitter sphere real quick. You can find me over there at Swede Senator War. That's S-U-E-D-E-S-E-N-A-T-O-R, capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. Smackdown Live every Friday to kick off the weekend. Unless I have a prior obligation to attend to, and I will let you know prior to the show itself. Every WWE live pay-per-view. And I believe, I'm not exactly sure what WWE pay-per-view we have next. I believe not, it could be Night of Champions. I'm not exactly sure, but once I find that out, I'll pass that information to all of y'all. Every AEW live pay-per-view. And of course, y'all know I'm going to be live tweeting for all out this Saturday night. And it should be one hell of a pay-per-view that is going to make me all kinds of broke. Um, <laughs> if you wouldn't be, y'all. Every NXT and NXT UK TakeOver special. And y'all know NXT 
will have their next uh, takeover special on October 4th, if I'm not mistaken. They have had no name whatsoever. We haven't figured it out yet. But we do know NXT UK TakeOver Dublin will be taking place live October 25th. And that is going to be a great day for all of us. Glorious days, indeed. As well as the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling is back. We are almost two weeks away from the beginning of the G1 Climax Tournament. I will be covering all of that, but on the rare occasion that it is 3.30 in the morning, on a Saturday morning, I went to the bathroom and I couldn't go back to sleep. I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to follow me over on the Instagram side of things, the mothership of everything that is YLP, you can find me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective memes in case you missed it breaking news just like the breaking news i had put out yesterday talking about moral ronaldo parting ways with the wwe and it's a shock to all of us as well as myself moral was the face of nxt the voice of nxt for quite some time and we here at the Wild Podcast will be sad to see him go, but we hope that whatever he does in his future, he does well, and he does with magnificent excellence. As well as memes, 60-second thought videos, and all that good stuff. And like I've said before, if you have a fire pro wrestling meme, and you want to send it to me, slide in my DMs. Let me know what it's all about. And if I like what you bring to the table with that, I will have no problem putting you Front and center on my IG. I will tag every member of the Wrestle Addict Radio family, and you can, you, sir or madam, can have your 15 minutes of excellence. Also, if you want to find me over on Facebook, not exactly on there, but I'm trying to get good with it, you can find me over there at Young Lions Perspective or search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, share the page. Follow the page. We have our 100 followers over there as we speak, and I want to thank every single one of y'all for following the YLP movement. Much appreciated to every single one of y'all. Okay. Follow me on all of these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. I'm going to look over to the judges to ensure I fulfill my obligations for this Tuesday. Looking over to Denmark for today's, and I'm getting the thumbs up because they're in a apparently battle with Belgium over some shit, and I'm going to get bothered with that. So, y'all know, the next episode of the podcast, episode 249, will be going down this Friday as we kick off All Out Weekend. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, All Out is coming, coming soon. It's almost here. Just a few more days, just three more days until we get to Saturday, technically four, and we get all out. And y'all know I'm going to do it, be doing it super big for this episode because I'm not only going to give you a brand new episode of Light the Fuse, I'm giving you my AEW All Out preview and predictions, breaking down every single match that we're going to have the card this Saturday night and give you who I believe will have their hand raised on Saturday night. What a jam-packed episode it's going to be. I'm excited. You should be excited. All Out is almost here, and I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. Until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, your Wednesday, and your Thursday. I'll see you guys right back here this Friday 
for episode 249 of the YLV Podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.